right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Tuesday, August 25th. It's a raw feed. Fuck it, we're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. And oh my gosh, what a big, big, big show we have. We've got a top ten. We, uh, I, I mean, we got to see a new movie this weekend. I mean, let's yeah. not bury the lead, Pat. We, we saw a movie at a movie theater. Well, at a drive-in movie theater, but I still say that counts. Yeah, it counts big time, and it's it was your first drive-in experience. It was. I so we went to a drive-in uh, upstate New York, and Warwick. Uh, shout out to Warwick. Yeah, Warwick Drive-In, which was great. So I've never been to a drive-in, and I was immediately so pleasantly shocked at how spacious the drive-in theater experience was. It was not what I was expecting. Um, it was like very like green and outdoors. And I guess being a coastal elite, I just assumed we were driving to a big parking lot. Well, yeah, you said it's like out, you said it's it was green and outdoors. You expect it's did you expect it to be indoors? No, I I didn't expect that we would be driving. You thought it was going to be a, a parking garage? No, no, no. I I thought parking lot, but I mean, I definitely thought cement. But I thought you know, I didn't think ceilings and and floors of cars. I, I mean, even I know that would be an absurd way to watch a movie is to pull into a parking garage and everyone looks out, um, you know, just like the thin openings on the, on the side. Um, but I did think it would be like more of a flat uh, municipal parking lot. And it wasn't. It was like rolling hills. It was it was gorgeous rolling hills, green grass, mm-hmm, a lot of space mm-hmm. to stretch out. We were all at a very safe distance. Everybody was wearing masks. Everyone's wearing masks. We were outside. Some people were in cars. It was it was safe. Listeners were safe. It was spectacular. And we saw mm-hmm. the number one film in the country, Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe, a film that we were speculating off mic, talking to each other, Mm-hmm. How much do you think it was going to make? How much did you think it could possibly make? Will it be over what one million? Because nothing has really broken one million since this pandemic. How great was just that? Like for, putting aside even the 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 great experience of seeing a new movie um, at at a, you know not in our home. How great was it to debate and predict how much a movie would make? It's it's great, and we're going to do it again at the end of this episode, and I'm very excited about it. It feels like old times again. Yeah. it's it, it, I really realized I think that is the thing I love most in life is, is thinking about how much, movie, how much money a movie is going to make. Yes. I didn't realize how much I had missed that until it was gone and then until it came back. I think and, you don't realize you miss something until it comes back. Yes. You don't mm-hmm. know what you've got until it's back. Until it's back. Not until it's gone, because something could leave and then you could kind of not even realize you're missing it. But then when it comes back is when you're like, oh, I do love this because it's back now. Pat, it's been so long since we did predictions mm-hmm. and talked about tracking that I was looking for tracking for next weekend. And I couldn't remember the website we used to go to to get the tracking. 
I had to rack my brain for a solid 20 minutes to remember that we go to boxofficepro.com. Yes. And are they back to doing tracking for next weekend? No, they aren't. But we understand. I understand why. I think they're going to be back at it soon, though, because we're we're going to have big, we're going to have big movies coming out mm-hmm. for the next couple of weeks. Well, listen, let's get to it. We had we'll talk about our drive-in experience a little bit more, but we had a big movie come out this week. We had, I would say, a, a hit movie at number one in the box office that made numbers that look recognizable. It, it, would the box office we look at this weekend? It's starting to feel feel right. Yes, Unhinged, mm-hmm. the number one movie was number two last week because it came out in Canada first. Mm-hmm. It and that made, counts. It counts. It's domestic box office, as we learned. Well, we knew it, but as we taught our audience mm-hmm. last week, Unhinged made four million dollars wow that's a increase of 565.6 percent its total gross is five million because it made almost a million in canada the Mm -hmm. week before and i've been tough on the united states recently some would say too tough but this really does show the importance of the United States, probably in a way we haven't seen in a long time, that it opened here in the U.S. and it made four times as much as it did last weekend. It yeah. made $4 million up from making $1 million just in Canada. So, I mean, I'll give it up. Yeah, the United States isn't totally done yet. It made Unhinged a hit this weekend. We went from number well. It, see, I I have such a ownership over this movie now. Mm-hmm. It it went from number two to number one on the backs of all those, you know, uh, American uh, theaters, mm-hmm. and it did it even though there's no hard tops. Well, the big chains hard tops are not open in New York City. Mm-hmm. They're not open in L.A. They're not open in New Jersey, Maryland, Washington, Oregon, North Carolina, or Arizona. So this movie did $4 million without major metropolitan areas having the bulk of their hardtops open. But people did, like we did this weekend... They got in their cars and they drove to where Unhinged is. If Unhinged wasn't near them, they found Unhinged. And what's great is, so this is a movie about Russell Crowe being a crazy guy who has road rage and starts killing people, right? Is that pretty much it? And this was a movie that spoke to people and they saw Russell Crowe was in his car and he was unhinged. And we all got in our cars, and we got unhinged. Yeah. This this movie changed our psyche where every one of us, when we were driving home that night, mm-hmm. were looking for people who were maybe going to become unhinged 
or reasons for us to unhinge. Yes, yes. Yes, but after you leave this movie, you can't imagine a world in which people just remain hinged. No, and you and you're start yeah, you start to look at your neighbor. It's like look to your left. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Look to your right. One of these people is unhinged. Mhm. And, and it's yeah, it's a psyche changer. Yeah, and especially especially in the context that so many of us are seeing it now, which is inside of our cars. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is amazing that the the moment that this movie is entering into where it is a car rage movie and most of the people who are seeing it are seeing it sitting inside of a car oh i know it 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 you don't want to say we talk about the business of of movies here mhm and we don't want to come off as we're being callous we don't want to come off as we're being insensitive but this is the perfect movie for this moment. Yes. And I need to applaud Solstice Studios because I made fun of their name previously. We both kind of piled on the name. It sounds like a yoga studio that mm-hmm. closed pre-pandemic just because mm-hmm. they didn't really know how to manage money. Right. But right. Solstice Studios, you know, they I would say their rollout has been better than Tenet, and we'll get to it. We'll get to yes. it, but I, I don't want to get too my blood pressure too high right now. No, I, I agree. They've captured the moment and owned it in a way that, yeah, I mean, Tenet, Tenet has seemed, even though Unhinged has changed its release date so many times, Tenet has seemed confused throughout all this, where Unhinged has seemed very purposeful. Well, it's so funny because this... This movie, as we said before, is about a man who has one single focus, which is to ruin the day mm-hmm. of a woman who was rude to him in a car. Mm-hmm. And I believe that Salsa Studios had one single focus, which was to follow Tenet and to stock it until the perfect time to then release itself. And God, that's so dead on. You're right. Isn't that crazy that art imitates life? Yes. Unhinged just followed Tenet around and stalked it and attacked it the way Russell Crowe does his his enemies in the movie, not in real life. Yeah. Well. Eh. Unhinged in real life is a stalker. Russell Crowe in real life is probably not. Russell Crowe in Unhinged is a stalker. That's yeah, the, I mean, that's how all that goes. I wouldn't say Russell Crowe is completely hinged, but I wouldn't say he's completely unhinged. No, no, no. Um, wow, that's so interesting. That unhinged is as a movie is acting like the character in its movie. Now, that's so here, rare. Here's here's what the Salsa Studios is tracking for. The rest of this domestic life for Unhinged, because they're saying they're expecting eight mil by Thursday, by this coming Thursday. Wow. And more, 2,000 plus theaters are going to be opening up next weekend to take in New Mutants. So this could actually, the amount of money it makes next weekend could 
stay around four million or 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 be very close to beating four million. Right. Or be higher. Yeah. So you could see this being a spectacular hold or an increase. Yeah. So this movie, if there had been no pandemic and Unhinged is just like a B movie that comes out with Russell Crowe above the title, who we both love. He was one of the biggest stars on the planet, but obviously his box office has waned in the last decade. But if this had just been a movie that comes out in normal times amidst all of these summer blockbusters, I mean, it's it's going to be such a forgettable movie. Whereas now, I think this movie is going to, Unhinged is going to be in... If not the first paragraph, definitely one of the paragraphs when you write about the pandemic. Well, Solstice is saying they're looking at $30 million domestic for the final cube. And I believe them. This is a movie that if it was coming out without pandemic, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make $4 million in its entire run. Very possible. Yeah. It is. This This is definitely a movie you could see opening at like one and a half million, you know, Uga Loves, uh, um, Playmobil the movie level opening and just completely disappearing by week three. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I mean, if you tell me Unhinged is going to be playing in theaters through Christmas, yeah, maybe. If you tell me Unhinged is going to beat New Mutants next weekend... I wouldn't throw you out of bed. I don't know why we're in bed, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, you stay in bed after you say that. Yeah. Most of my arguments happen in bed for some reason. Right. So I Yeah, we'll we'll give predictions, but I mean and also this is colored by the fact that we saw this movie and we loved it. Yeah, it's not a great movie. No. But it is a movie of the time. It's mm-hmm. a movie of the place, and it is – there's so many things that work about it that make it the perfect movie for now and the perfect drive-in experience. I could see being in a hardtop, uh, this would be an exciting experience as well, but I think this is, like you said, made for the drive-ins, and the drive-ins are thriving because that's where most of the money is coming even with hardtops opening. The top ten theaters – for uh, like uh, the box office hall in 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 the U.S. this weekend, were were drive-ins most of yeah. them. I get it. It is such a great experience. I've never been to a drive-in, and now that's all I want to do. Yeah, um, I can't wait to go back. I, of course, famously also don't drive, and this might finally be the thing that motivates me to get a driver's license. That's that is huge. how good Unhinged was. I think you should definitely do that. Is that is that a? I guess there's no. Uh, you don't have to be interviewed or have a uh, some kind of like mental test in order to get a driver's license. But if there was, I probably shouldn't say I am inspired to finally drive after I saw Unhinged. Like that would be a red flag. That possibly. specific movie. Yeah. That specific movie, yeah, would probably be bad because everybody's going to know the plot of that movie. It's the it's the movie of the moment. So right. a- any DMV worker that is worth their salt is going to 
know, like they're going to have a video about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where they'll be prepped if someone is coming in, and, and and they're they're only talking about unhinged. Maybe d- don't give them a license, or make it harder. Right, right. Give them a car with like a bum wheel. So, unhinged. We could talk about for days. Yeah, I mean, we're going to be talking about it for months because I agree. I think because of the the power of drive-ins right now, Unhinged is going to be a movie that is going to be very relevant for a long time. And the reviews, so Rotten Tomatoes, 47% with the critics. Okay. Critics. But the audience score, 76%. Great. They want to see something new. And they they want to see a star. And this gave them both things. Yeah, Russell Crowe was, again, his box office has waned, but his movie star charisma has not. And you could try and hide it in, you know, he's got, well, we're not body shaming here, but he's got some extra pounds. There's more of Russell Crowe than there used to be, but... The charisma is still at the surface. Yes. It's, yeah, it's not buried see, under the pounds. You can see the glow through the, yeah. You can the see the glow through the girth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, we're just going to stay on this for a little bit because the rest of the top ten is not very interesting. But we will get to it. Guys, believe mm-hmm. me, this is what we do. We'll get to it. There is a worrisome trend that I'm seeing with these unhinged reviews where these critics are saying glib things such as not worth risking COVID for. I worry that that is the new critical rubric that we're dealing with. We're no longer dealing with the rotten or fresh tomatoes. We're dealing with the uh, COVID or no COVID. Right, right. That's the new thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes. Would I risk COVID for this? Right. I think that's glib. I don't think that helps the movie-going public feel safe mm-hmm. and be excited for the product that these critics are reviewing, which, if movies don't exist, these critics don't have anything to talk about, so they survive by the films. So I well, think it shouldn't color their opinion of the film, but well, they should also be promoting s- film-going. Sh- yeah, I mean, it also sets that... Worth COVID or not worth COVID is such a awful bar to set in your reviews. Because, sure, all of these smarmy critics, they were waiting to pan unhinged. They've been waiting for it all summer. And this was the way they went, not worth COVID. But now that they've set that up as the new barometer, is there going to be some kind of you know, like art house critical hit where then all the critics have to say worth COVID. You know, know. If, like, if Portrait of a Lady on Fire came out in theaters, do all the critics then have to go out and say, go get COVID. This is so spectacular. Yeah. It, it puts themselves, and I don't think they thought this through, it puts themselves in such a terrible position. You know, which is the genius of uh, the greatest of all time, Roger Ebert and his sidekick, Gene Siskel. Thumbs up, thumbs down. 
they could give a thumbs up, they could give a thumbs down, and it's not going to put them in a bad spot. No, it's not endangering anybody's life. Exactly. So that's a, that's a great, well-thought-out uh, critical barometer. But the COVID, no COVID, you're just setting your up, yourself up to have to write an article with a lead that says, go get COVID, because I liked this movie. Yeah. So I, I'm going to say, and we haven't done this for, for a couple episodes, but cut the shit, critics. Yes. Cut the shit. And there'll be another, there'll be, I think, a few cut the shit moments or at least another one for me during this episode. There's a lot of shit that needs to be cutting, Mm -hmm. uh, to be cut. But definitely critics cut the shit when it comes to the COVID. Don't mention it. We all know it's there. We we know the the dangers, okay? But we love film and you should love film too. So cut the fucking shit. Right. Good or not good. That's fine. You don't like unhinged, not good. Yeah, that's your job. Yeah, your job isn't to to be to be Doctor Fauci. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Right. Doctor Fauci's not reviewing Unhinged. He's doing his job. It's great at his job. Let him yeah. do his job. You review Unhinged. Great. I totally agree. Now, let's get to the number two movie because it's only playing in Canada, and you can see that it lost its grip on number one because the USA came back strong. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, made $550,000, down 36.5%. It added theaters, but dropped, dropped some uh, thousands. But, I mean, the, the reason with that being is that, obviously, it's only playing in Canada. And, and so uh, it's, it's on PVOD two. here, right? It's going to be on PVOD and then CBS All Access in 2021. We are not oh, going to wow, see this in right. a drive-in. Interesting. So, so it's not available on PBOD yet, and they're planning for it to be. So, do you feel like the kids are are aware, and they're like, "I'll just wait. I'll wait for it." Well, I guess they can't see it. I guess the kids would have to, like, force their parents to drive them up to Canada, which is, I mean, that's a lot. That's a real beaten down parent. If you're, if you're, like, also, like, sneaking across the Canadian border at this point, because I don't think American citizens are even allowed in Canada right now. I don't think Um, so. So, God, but we know, we know for sure, since everything you could imagine has is happening at least somewhere right i think that's a pretty good rule like if you could imagine it someone is doing it which means that there is a parent whose kid has whined about spongebob sponge on the run enough that they have packed them into a car snuck across the canadian border in the middle middle of the night so that they could take them to a canadian drive-in to see this movie like that has happened right Oh, absolutely. And I don't think the borders, I mean, there's so many things to worry about right now. I doubt the borders being watched as much as it as it usually is. Yeah, the Canadian border is is obviously pretty open. So, that's not the hard part. The hard, I mean, the the tough part for that parent is that's a lot of driving. Like that's going to another country to see a movie. It's enough to make someone go unhinged. Yes. N- now, 
here's here's why Solstice Studios really I'm really talking them up this week because I'm I'm very proud of them. This is they've done a really good rollout with Unhinged, and I believe that SpongeBob Paramount has done a really bad job with this movie because it's coming out exclusively in Canada, which which we said. Mm-hmm. Now, what does everybody threaten to do when the, a president they don't like gets elected or reelected? Move to Canada. Move to Canada, right? So here's what you do with this SpongeBob movie: you hold, you wait till November. Yes. Be- because you put this movie out there and say, hey, if Trump gets reelected, come come move to Canada and come see SpongeBob. Yep. That's because, a great plan. And then That's if Trump loses, hook. then you're still going to get this amount of money. You're still going to get the money that they were going to get anyway. But you get a lot of more, lot more promotion, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. why not, when you're going to get droves of people in Canada, why not wait for that big stampede? Because, you know, all the – like, you know – all those people back in the the early 2000s or mid 2000s they all moved to Canada when when Bush got reelected, right? Right, right. Yeah, like Eddie so, Vedder lives in Canada now and Alec Baldwin lives in Canada now. They all did it. They all they all are men of their word. Right. So yeah, this SpongeBob should have opened on the Friday of election day week. And you advertise it as no matter who wins, some half the country is going to want to leave. And you say, come up to Canada. You're the guy you wanted to be president isn't the president. So come up here and see SpongeBob while you're here. Yeah. And they're like and then you could be like Squidward is president of Canada. Blah, blah, blah. Nobody knows. He might be. Right. He might be the prime minister of Montreal. We don't know. We don't care. Yeah, that is such a missed opportunity for Paramount because they're opening a movie in Canada only, but they're not what they needed to do was create a big moment for people to want to leave the United States and go into Canada. Mm-hmm. And they, they didn't do that or create like a fake holiday or something, so, you know, some kind of uh, of carrot to get people across the border other than just the handful of parents who are so beaten down and subservient to their children that they drove them to Canada just because they wanted to see this movie. Yeah, like this movie should be what the they get to the kids get to watch if they help unpack. Yes. Yes. And this is this is hoping that by November we're able to move about the the country a little bit more, which there's there you know, there's no indication that that's going to be the the fact, but but th- this is a hope. This would be a hopeful marketing ploy yes. that I've created. Yeah. No, that would have been the way to go. Yeah. SpongeBob the movie, Sponge on the Run, seems like it is definitely waning now. The Canada only audience is not going to be able to prop it up much longer. So, SpongeBob, enough with the SpongeBob. Let's talk about number three, another new movie. Words on the Bathroom Walls made $419,000. It's in 924 theaters. And uh, it's the number three movie in America. It's a movie put out by Roadside Attractions. And this is a teen movie, teen Mm -hmm. drama, I believe. And Andy Garcia's in it, right? Yep. Which, of course, speaks teen drama. 
Yes. Well, he's he's like an over 50 thirst trap, right? Is that what they call them, thirst traps? Yes. Yeah. So he's a thirst trap. And, you know, this this movie made a, a pretty penny. I don't think it's going to stand up to New Mutants next week. But, you know, almost half a mil ain't bad for this movie that I hadn't heard of until we did this episode. Yeah. Yeah, good job out of Andy Garcia getting some of the olds to come sit through a teenage dramedy. Yeah. And then number four is a legacy film. It is a catalog film. The Goonies made 260K. And this is in its seventh week of re-release. So it's made almost a million in its in its second run. Not bad. I'm really sick of talking about these old movies, as you can tell. I mean, yeah. come on with the Goonies. Uh, overrated, by the way. Sorry. Oh, I love the Goonies. No, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I was about to say I wouldn't risk COVID for it, but then I'm just like such a hypocrite if I say that. If you say what? That I wouldn't risk COVID for it. That's just me being a scumbag. I can't believe I would even say that. That's you doing a caricature of movie critics. Thank you. That's uh, Yes, I'm I'm a character. I'm playing a character. Yeah. Uh, When I said that, I was playing a character. Yeah, that was not Clayton. That was a character. Yeah, so uh, cut the character. I'm going to cut the character right now and talk about the number five movie. Another new film called Cutthroat City made 243K in 389 theaters. And this is a film, I believe, that has a a, a Wu-Tang connection. It is directed by the RZA. Good for the RZA. Yeah. It is a heist movie set in New Orleans during Hurricane Katrina. I mean, that does sound pretty cool. Yeah. Love a heist movie. You know. And it's co-starring Wesley Snipes. All right. This is... I'm I'm glad this made top five. I'm always glad to see Wesley Snipes at the top of the box office. Love to see him coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. So then let's just rip through these next uh, five because very boring. Start... Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, made $230,000, 431 theaters. Number seven, Peninsula, the Train to Busan sequel, which is getting bad reviews. Huh. Made 213K, and it's in 151 theaters, up 106 theaters, so it's, it's expanded. And then number eight, Jurassic Park, of course. Movie you know, of the Summer. On, Unhinged is the the new movie of the pandemic, but I feel like Jurassic Park, as we said earlier, is the film of the summer pandemic pre-Unhinged. Yeah. I mean, we've talked a lot about Jurassic Park, but the thing that pops into my mind right now is, has there ever been a movie that is the dominant movie of two different summers? No, it's weird because you get pop songs that sometimes have a a second life, like Bohemian Rhapsody, right, which was a hit mm-hmm. in the seventies, and then a bigger hit in the nineties because of Wayne's World. But you right. rarely see that happen with films, other than remastered films. But they're never they're never the the dominant. Like the, you might get a remastered film that comes out and does some good business, but it is not once again the dominant film of its season. Whereas yeah. Jurassic Park is, I would say, the dominant film of summer 2020. 
as it I already think, was the dominant film of the summer of 93. Yeah, I think many people would agree with you. I agree. One being myself. Right. So, number nine, Back to the Future, made $140,000, 258 theaters. And then number 10, The Tax Collector, still doing well, 123K, 123K. Losing some theaters, but it's been out for three weeks. This Did was actually gl- on another screen I was during just ask. Unhinged. Did you glance over at that uh, screen that was showing Tax Collector while we were watching Unhinged? You know, for a hot second, but I was so focused on Unhinged because it's such a lean, mean machine, 90 mm-hmm. minutes mm-hmm. of just unrelenting tension. I, I mean, Shia LaBeouf has a little ways to go to take my focus from Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. But it's something he should work on because I think he can get there. Yeah. And and also at a drive-in, you could see other screens, but you could only hear the one you're tuned into. So it would take a lot of star power to make you turn over and watch a movie that you can't hear. Yeah. While the other one is playing, in, you know, right in your ears. So one last thing. Number 20. Moving up the charts from last week at 24, Killer Raccoons 2, Dark Christmas in the Dark, added a theater, made $1.7,000 in two theaters now, and it's going to be around for a while. We said this last week. It's hanging around. It's going to be around till Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. It's only going to be adding theaters. And, it, you know, if it's adding one, two, three, four theaters, that's still... It's still adding. It's still adding, and it's still moving up the charts. So we're yeah. going to we're gonna be watching this. Yeah, I mean, it is... Uh, it went up 270% uh, from last week. That's outstanding. And looking at this chart, it is still the number one comedy in America. Yes, I guess the only Back to the Future at nine is that considered a comedy? Uh, I'm not counting catalog films. Okay, so as far as new movies uh, and SpongeBob, so it's basically is the number one comedy star in the world right now at the box office? Is it Nick Turner of Killer Raccoons Two, or is it SpongeBob SquarePants? Like they are right now battling for that spot spongebob is a it's a kids film so it is not a comedy okay i would say that's so then, the number one animated kids film mm-hmm. and raccoons is the number one new adult comedy smash right. yeah so then nick turner holds on to that spot number one comedy star in america at the box office and good for him. Yep. It's always nice to see good guys win. Yes. Yes. Um, now. So that is the, that is the box office. It, God, it's just, it's so great to have a real box office again. Well, let's talk now about an omission. Something okay. that's missing. Okay. And it was on another screen during our our trip to the to the drive-in it was the second second film that we didn't stay for on a separate screen 
and that is the 10th anniversary re-release of Inception. Now, you may be asking yourself, hmm, that's interesting. You would think that that would do enough to maybe make it to the top five, right? Mm-hmm. Because Goonies is up there, right? and Goonies has been out for seven weeks, and Inception just came out. So why is it not on the chart? Well, Pat, let me tell you. Because Warner Brothers and Christopher Nolan, probably from his bidding, are not reporting Inception box office. And it's not even that. It's more than that. They are forbidding theaters to report numbers for Inception. Wait. So so Inception is out. It's in a lot of hard tops. It's definitely making enough this weekend to have placed. Yes. But the studio is not reporting. And they're also not allowing theaters to report their own numbers? Yes. Suppressing box office. We have a suppressing of box office reporting. Is that legal? I mean, I could understand not reporting your own numbers. I get it. You got some weird stuff going on, you know. You don't. You don't. You don't have to tell me what you what you're up to, but to not allow the theaters to to give numbers that they would have been inclined to give, that seems illegal, at worst, and um, immoral. Guess, immoral at best. So. These theaters, I believe catalog films are in this gray area where, and we were seeing this, that's why Box Office Mojo, when they weren't doing their job, they weren't talking about catalog films because these theaters are under no pressure Mm -hmm. and they aren't bound to report the box office for catalog films. Gotcha. And that's why Warner Brothers is saying, well, we just didn't have anybody report it, and we, we, we're not reporting it because it's a catalog film. But number th- four is Goonies, a Warner Brothers release, and you didn't suppress that box office. Right. So right. why are you suppressing Nolan box office? Right. And I feel like I know the reason. Because it ain't doing shit. Because people don't want to see his overlong, dry, boring bullshit anymore. And I feel like there is a rejection of this man because of the reasons I've stated in these in these episodes recently. That he is spitting in the face of hardworking Americans. This new film, Tenet, is a dud. He's a one-trick pony. Well, it's and, not a dud yet. It hasn't come out yet. Well, here's the thing. A lot of critics are calling it a dud. Huh. Well, listen, though, we're not... We've we've given critics way more uh, airtime tonight than we ever should have. True. So let let let's not talk about what it's getting critically because you know that shouldn't matter to us. Um, well, I'll tell you what it's not getting. It's not getting my business ever. Okay. I well, rarely boycott. Fi- well, no, that's not true. I boycott many film. Toy Story Four, boycotted. Never seen it. Never will. We won't get into those reasonings now. But I They're almost boycott- impossible to understand. Yes, yes. 
Uh, they, I bet you you could un- – but I bet you that people would understand that more than they would understand the plot of Tenet after they see it. I'm, I'm going to say personally for myself, and then we'll get to the business. Personally, I'm boycotting Nolan. Hashtag okay. boycott Nolan. Okay. I will never watch another of his films again. Any of the catalog films I will never watch again. I mean, I won't jump out of a window if it's playing at a bar or something someday. Right, right. But I will do everything I can to not watch any of his movies, which will be very easy because the only one I've really kind of liked was Interstellar and only partially. His Batman films are garbage. And I will not watch Tenet or anything going forward. Well, okay, just to, the main thing that you're mad at Nolan about is that Tenet is coming out early in foreign countries rather than the United States, right? Was that was that the big thing? I sometimes forget why you're mad at things. Yes, he went out of his way to not move off the schedule. And he's excluding people from being able to see Tenet. And he's doing it again. And can we get into this now? Too? Well, let's get th- this. This is the one where I might agree with you a little bit. Great, Pat. Tell us what else this hack is doing. So the the thing that I feel, well, yeah, here's what's going on, is that all the movies that are opening right now in theaters are, of course, opening in both the hardtops that are open as well as all of the drive-ins. And like you said, drive-in movies are still the most popular way for people to go to the movies right now. Also... They are the safest way. They are the way we should be going to see movies. And they're great. But Christopher Nolan is not allowing Tenant to be shown at drive-ins in cities where they don't also have a hard-top movie theater open. So like you said, places such as New York City and Los Angeles and, I don't know, a bunch of other cities around the country still are not allowing hardtop movie theaters to be open. Arizona, but there New are, Jersey, Oregon. Right. But, of Washington. course, there are drive-ins that you could go to. Same way theaters are not open in New York City, but we went to a drive-in theater close to New York City. So in cities like that, Tenant is not allowed to be shown at a drive-in theater. They just then are not available to the people of that area. So, which is insane. And to me, this is dangerous. This is Christopher Nolan. Actually, like, of course, critics have no power. So when they say worth COVID, not worth COVID, it doesn't matter because people don't care about critics. But people follow this guy and he's forcing people to see a movie in theaters and not allowing them to see it the safe way at a drive-in. Yeah, he's forcing them indoors. He's basically corralling people into indoor areas to risk their health so that they can see his movie the optimal way in his mind. This is like something his Joker would do. He is becoming his Joker. Oh yeah, oh that's that's great. He is he is becoming Nolan Joker. Yes. Yeah, he's not becoming box office star Joker. He's becoming his specific kind of Joker, 
who like forces people into a place and makes them make a horrible choice and then like does overlong speeches and is it kind of annoying when you really think about it so there's a few reasons that he he has not explained himself because he doesn't do well doing that i mean he his movies are unexplainable and he himself seems to be an enigma could you imagine him coming on to our show and how we would rip christopher nolan apart oh i would roast him yeah and not in the fun kind of you know the the roast of Rob Lowe sort of way, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, not the Nikki Glaser kind of ribbing. This would be an absolute roasting. Yes, not a. It would be Barry physically situation. painful for him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could hear him like wincing. He'd be like, "Oh, it hurts so bad! It hurts so bad!" Uh, uh, no, right? it's like, a su- it's a supermarket chicken roasting. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, let, then we let him stew in his juices like those 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 supermarket chickens. Right. Right. There's there's a few reasons they're they're saying why this could be. Because he doesn't want secrets of the plot to get out. He doesn't like drive-ins as a way to see his films. They're not the alt, alt, optimal way. Wait, can we just go back to that first one? He doesn't want the secrets of his plot to get out. By people paying to see the movie, that's one of the things that they're they're uh, postulating for this. Also, have you heard of the internet? People share information on that too, Nolan. I don't know if Christopher Nolan does know the internet exists, or he may only watch his internet and scroll through his websites on like a giant screen. That is projecting, you know, uh, ESPN.com on film somehow. Yeah, he you know? what? Yeah, he's yeah he's he's doing his his uh, fantasy cricket league on a screen that's projected on a 70, 70 millimeter. Yeah. Somehow yeah. he's just got yeah. so much money he can do it. Yeah, he's like re- he's reading Politico in an IMAX theater. Now, these are the reasons that have been put out there. I think the reasoning is simple. This is Nolan continuing his crusade to scold us. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. If you, he's saying, if the only way you can watch a movie is out in fresh air, under the stars, with your friends, drink a little booze maybe, you know, Smuggling it out, Wade. He's smuggling it out, Wade. Maybe. Maybe. If that's the only way you can see the movie, shame on you. Shame on you. Well, you know what I say, Nolan? Christopher Nolan? Shame on you. And you need to cut the shit. All right? Mm -hmm. You need to cut the shit and understand that Yes. Are we in a... I'm going to admit this. Are we in a bad way here in the USA? We absolutely are, right? But New York City, New York City, the reason we're not opening theaters is because we want to keep our percentages low. And our percentage is low, baby. Yep. 
It we is. We love as, those numbers, and we love seeing them going down and down. And we would love to see your movie at the Warwick Drive-In. Mm-hmm. We would love to give them our business. We would love to keep those young men and women employed there. We had a great experience with a young man in a golf cart. I mean, this guy was spectacular. And I'm not, I, I mean, this is like great. Sir, the best service I've ever gotten at a movie theater was this guy in a golf cart tying let's, the back of our car down. Yes. That's let's really give a shout out to, to that worker. And it really, um, we, we talk a lot of, a lot of crap over the years about, movie theater workers or specifically movie theater teen workers, mm-hmm. you know, and how disaffected they are and don't care about the job. But this kid had such a skill for tying down the back of a hatch so that it doesn't block the view of the people in the car behind them. And he made you feel at ease while he was doing it. He made you feel listened to and he was able to tie those knots so quickly and so tightly. And I've just never seen a movie theater teen who has had that kind of confidence and that kind of skill. And it just really, it gave me even more respect for what the drive-in experience is because they have all of these special tasks that you never see at a hardtop movie theater. They're just such skilled workers and, and like artisans. And he helped your wife turn off her headlights. Yes. And wore a mask the whole time. Yep. The correct yep. way. Not under his nose, huh? Nope. Over his nose. Speaking over his nose, to over us. his mouth. And, you know, I didn't hear him say, uh, um, um, mm, er, like, you know, anything while he spoke to us. This, when we talked a few episodes ago about how movie theaters need their Billy Bean, they need somebody to take theaters to the next level. This is the kind of guy we need. Yes. Yes. Spoke in a leer. I mean, obviously, he should be the one hosting this podcast because he speaks better than I do. Behind a mask in a loud, clear, authoritative, reassuring voice as he tied down hatchbacks as he showed you how to put your blinkers on without running your entire car battery. And he's probably also serving crunch bars at the snack bar. I know he's doing everything. Yep. So and, shout out to, to this kid. And here's, and you, Nolan, you're depriving this shining light mm-hmm. of an opportunity to see your film. Yes. How does that make you feel? It should make you feel like crap. And 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 that's the thing is that Nolan feels that drive-in movie theaters are not good enough for his movies. So he's looking at the Warwick Theater, upstate New York, that has the spectacular staff where you've got teenagers who are tying down hatchbacks. I don't even know what it's called. I'm not a hatchback, car guy. Hatchback, you got it. Hatchback. They're tying down hatchbacks. They're fixing your blinkers. They're serving you ice cream. They're doing it all on a golf cart. They're, you know, probably cutting the grass because the grass we drove on was very well kept. You know, they are telling you what radio station to tune into so you could hear the movie. Incredibly skilled people running these drive-in theaters. 
but they're not good enough for the guy who did crazy voice Batman. The guy whose big idea was, what if Batman was like a real guy who's boring? Yeah. Yeah, what if, yeah. What if, what if villain couldn't speak because of thing on face? Yeah. It's, it's, that's who's too good for drive-ins. That we're guy. not we're not the guy here to be critics i know we i've we sound i sound very emotionally driven mm-hmm. but we have to remember you that sound unhinged i do sound a bit unhinged i do think that there is a human element to movie going mm-hmm. and there's a human element to all businesses and we we tend to forget that and i know we talk about numbers we talk about things like that but there's a human cost to these choices that people like Nolan are, are making and and he's he's saying I don't care about box office. He's saying, "Oh, well, well, Inception, I don't care what it made." Well, we do. That's our bread and butter, man. Right. And right. then he's saying, "Well, I'm going to I don't need the box office. I don't need the box office from drive-ins. That's that's for that's for uh country folk. That's for plain billies. That's for the stacks." Well, you know what? It ain't. All it's right. for city folk. To, we're city folk. We ain't stack folk. We're not plane billies. But we went out to the stacks to find a drive-in theater. And so you know you're also found? depriving people like us. You're you're depriving coastal elites of your movie. And I think that's when it, it becomes untenable. Yes. 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 So Warner Brothers I love because they, they love their auteurs. They have their... They got Clint. They let Clint do what he wants. Mm-hmm. My boy Coops, Bradley Cooper, you know, they allow him to do what he need. They, they they allowed him to do what he wanted to do. Ben Affleck, for a hot second, they allowed to do. He got into movie jail somehow. Who knows? Uh, I feel like he's back, but Warner Brothers could have done better to for Ben Affleck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you can't let someone like Nolan take all of that power and and become a tyrant. Yep. You're enabling a tyrant here. And Warner Brothers, you got to sit him down and say, listen, listen, you need to cut the shit. Mm -hmm. You need to show this in drive-ins. You need to let people know how much Inception is making at these theaters because it's only going to show that people are still excited for Nolan. It's only going to prop you up. That's what box office is meant to do when it's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, he's anti-box office. But, I mean, the thing that really bothers me about this drive-in ban is, you're yeah, you're depriving full cities of this movie, but you're also depriving of the them in, again, what is the safest, most... Um, uh, you know, grown-up, adult, logical way to see these things right now, which is outdoors. It, it's it's so crazy that he has made the decision to make cities unsafe. Mm-hmm. He's driving people indoors in a pandemic when there is the other option. It's irresponsible. And, and it's and it's just over over film quality. The fact that he can't imagine that his, you know, s- silly spy movie 
is going to be shown and you could turn around and, and see Space Jam, you know, uh, on a screen in the other direction like that. That drives him that crazy that he'd rather kill people. But guess what? If a 20 year old film can draw focus from your brand new film, then you mm-hmm. did it wrong. Yep. Yeah. Maybe did it that wrong, is that is probably a big fear of a guy like Nolan who probably deep down knows that yeah, Tenet is not that great and it's the drive-in situation terrifies him because there is such choice at a drive-in. Yeah, he you knows can, it won't hold up to 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 Space Jam. Yep. Or, or Goonies. Or Unhinged. Yeah. You know, you're going to you're going to have uh theoretically if Tenet was in drive-ins, you're going to have people sitting in their cars and they're watching whatever this is, people trying to guess what a word means. And all they have to do is 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 twist their head over and Russell Crowe is going to be bashing people in cars, turning over trucks, being unhinged. And and you could just decide to watch that instead. Yeah, like he's afraid that people are going to turn away from Robert Pattinson's wig to see Russell Crowe. Yep. He's scared of that belly. He's scared of that belly. And you know what? He should be because he could happen to anybody. Yep. Unhinged could happen to Tenet if Tenet had a little courage and would put itself in the driving experience. Well, we're going to stay on this story because it it ain't over. Because this this film is – could be – okay, so – it could be out as early as the 30th in some theaters in America. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to release wide in, what, September 3rd? September 4th. Friday, September 4th, or Thursday, September 3rd. Yeah, that that weekend. And that's going to be in hardtops and not in drive-ins. Oh, it's... it's I, I was... I did not know that he was doing this. This is such a such a weird move it's It's a slap in the face yeah it's it's just him going on such a wild ego trip in the middle of a pandemic yeah why are you why is he drawing so much focus i mean we we do this for a living this is what like it is up to us to talk about these kind of things Mm -hmm. but when you're bringing in civilians and civilians are looking up articles as to, well, why can't I see this movie? It's supposed to be out. Why do I have to go to my hardtop when I could just go to Warwick mm-hmm. or a Warwick-type uh, drive-in? And they're going to be flummoxed. Yeah. And that's what we're here for. They should be listening to us. I mean, that's shame on them. They should be listening yeah. to us. But, but a lot of them don't have a lot of time. Yeah, I mean that is why it is more important than ever, and we we never we never do ask this of the listeners or 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 give them the advice that this is what they should be doing, but if you are listening to this show, want to be old boys, want to be old girls, it is more important now than ever for you to tell anyone you know to listen to the Bo Boys. Yes, because it's not just about the good times. You know, the joy of the box office right now, this is vital information that people need. They need to know 
what Christopher Nolan is doing, how he is endangering the country, how he is depriving some of the best businesses in the world, which are drive-in theaters, of product that they need. And again, how, how he's putting people's lives at risk for his ego. So you, if you're a wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, you've got to spread the word. You've got to post on your social medias about this show. Send mass emails. Um, you know, ring doorbells, but then stay outside with a mask on and just yell, listen to the B.O. boys, and then run away. Do that from six feet away at least. Mm-hmm. Um, outside. But whatever way you can, you've got to spread this information because it's us against Nolan. Yeah, we we, we need to stand together on this. Mm-hmm. So one last thing, Pat, before we go. It's been a full show, but we gotta we gotta come out here, and we've gotta make our bold predictions oh, about so the. Great opening weekend of a little film that we thought would never come out and at the edgelord of all edgelords new mutants can you believe this film is going coming out well that i think i feel like that is the the real prediction we have to make here is it's not just how much it's going to make it's is it going to actually come out because the safe prediction still might be zero dollars, and that okay. New Mutants is going to change release dates like the night before. Because it's scheduled to come out what this Friday, August twenty eighth. Yes. God, now it's so close. We're so we're so close. This is a movie that we we've we've been talking about. We might almost try to go back to the drive-in to see. Mm-hmm. Because we said famously that we would be there to see this film when it came out, if it came out. Right. And the only reason it hasn't gone on gone on Hulu is because it is in the contract mm-hmm. of this film that it gets a theatrical release. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it would have been on Hulu in a hot second. Now, I went back to its original tracking and this is from February 7th this was a long range tracking done by Box Office Pro for New Mutants and it was tracking from 15 to 25 million so obviously no way it makes that um, no. and, and I think that the thing to to remind everyone is this movie isn't one of the movies that moved a bunch of times because of COVID. This movie has moved five or six release dates in the last like two or three years just because. Yes. It, 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 it there could be a book written about the making of this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, we saw that now, Keep in mind, there's going to be a lot more theaters open this weekend than there was last weekend. So, so then if the baseline is unhinged this past weekend made $4 million, 
and you're saying there will be more theaters open this weekend. Yes. I think the over-under that we should do is, does New Mutants open over or under $4 million? Does it beat Unhinged's opening weekend? Now, here's, here's a reason why it could. It's new. Mm-hmm. There's a hankering for anything new and anything big. This is a, a Marvel movie. I mean, this is a movie about Marvel characters. So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it's not in the extended universe. It's in the X-Men universe. But it's like, you know what I'm talking about. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. It's a superhero movie. And right. we haven't seen one of those in theaters in a long time. So I think this is going to overcome. It's it's got zero reviews right now at, uh, at Rotten Tomatoes because they ain't showing this to critics. I think it's going to go over four because of the amount of theaters that are going to be open, and the fact that it's just going to be a new experience. And I think some of its its infamy will also play into that. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say. This movie's going to make $6 million. Okay. So you're going over. I, I mean, it, this movie bombs <laughs> in this climate. I mean, it would be right now. We're of course rooting for everything. We just want to see healthy people, healthy box office, but there is something about, it would be so interesting to already see a movie bomb right now. Because mm-hmm. we're we're all being so generous to everything, you know, the rental number one, oh, it's a big hit. The tax collector number one, it's a big hit. And if New Mutants comes out and makes like a million and a half dollars, it will just be interesting to talk about something that bombed on its own merits, where people were like, "It's not that I was scared to go to the theater; I just didn't want to see this." Yes. Which I don't know if that's going to get. I I feel like you're right in that the people who are going to movie theaters right now are going just to see anything. And they'll be more inclined to see something new than they will to see, like, the Goonies, you know, for the hundredth time. Um, Okay. Here's my prediction. I'm going under. You're going under four. I'm going under four for two reasons. The main reason is I still think it's not going to come out and therefore it will make zero dollars. Okay, which is my under second, four. My second dollars. reason is if it does come out, I still feel like we're living in an unhinged climate right now. And that's the movie of the moment. And that movie is only going to build more men- more momentum. And I think Unhinged finishes number one again next weekend and beats... New Mutants. So what do you think what do you think Unhinged does next weekend then if it's going to beat New Mutants? I think Unhinged makes more. I'm going to say Unhinged could make 5 million dollars next weekend and New wow. Mutants makes less than 4, which I guess I'll say it makes 0 because I I'm just I'm just going to say New Mutants doesn't come out. But also just not to change your mind, but remember that New Mutants is going to also come out in Canada. And it's going to come out simultaneously in Canada and America, which Unhinged did not. Mm-hmm. Because if mm-hmm. it would have 
come out simultaneously. Unhinged would have made five mil. Right, right. So I can't see it being under four. So I, what I would, do you what do I'd you think very, Unhinged is going to do? I think I mean I think Unhinged makes about the same as it made this week. Okay. I think it makes like four. So let's do top threes. What is your what is your top three? Well, I don't. I mean, top three. It's because it's like what the fuck is like. I'm not gonna say Goonies. I don't want to say that fucking bullshit. But we have to say that Bill and Ted's yes, the third movie is get, getting a limited release, which means it's not gonna be playing in hard tops. It's gonna be PVOD and drive-ins. I think it could come in number three in drive-ins. So I'm I gonna would say love to see it. I'm gonna say Bill and Ted. Face the music, number three. Okay. And I think it makes nearly a million dollars or a million dollars. So you're going number one, New Mutants, number two, Unhinged, number three, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Yes. I mean, that, that's a good top three. Um, and again, give it up for Bill and Ted doing the right thing in that, yes, they're limiting. Uh, well, no, they're not limiting anyone from seeing the movie because... It's on PVOD, so anyone who wants to see it could purchase it. Plus, they're giving people the option of seeing it in the safest, most enjoyable way, which is at drive-ins. Yeah, the and two safe options, forcing... which is at home and drive-ins, or yep. like safer options, obviously. Yes, yes, yeah. So Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, they're on the correct side of this. And, of course, Christopher Nolan, uh, I, well... We've said it. We we've got to we've got to stop this. Yeah. So what's your three? Um, I guess my three is number one, unhinged. Number two, Bill and Ted. Number three, SpongeBob. Because I I'm just gonna stick to my guns and say New Mutants does not come out. Oh wow. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. It can't. It can't. It, it is. The, it's. We've said it for months. It's the ultimate edge movie. I mean, I, man, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, sh- I wouldn't be shocked. I guess. Yeah. I a can't true, be shocked. A true edge lord never finishes, and I, I, I think New Mutants is going to prove to be the truest and the edgiest of all the lords. Wow. Well, you heard it here first. So, Pat. Let them know where they can email predictions for next week. Do they think that New Mutants is going to come out? Yes. It has been so long since we could say this. Email us your top uh, – email us your predictions for next week's box office at theboboyspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, tell everyone you know about the B.O. Boys podcast. Not because we want to sell more merch, huh? No. Not because, not because we want – people to pay for the patreon huh we don't even have the patreon up we're not even talking about it no we only want more people listening to this show so that they get the critical information they need about christopher nolan how he's endangering people how he's depriving people how his ego has gotten out of control and he has become one of our most dangerous dictators so tell everyone you know they need to know about the bo boys podcast yeah. And of course, like we said, our Patreon, we're not really talking about it, but check out our boy Jake Vogelness 
Patreon. He's doing some cool shit over there. So if you want to see some behind the scenes, Squirt TV, mm-hmm. things like that, throw him, throw him a few bucks. Come on. Yeah. No, there's different. What I love about Jake Fogel as Patreon is there's different levels where for a certain amount you could see just clips from Squirt TV, but then there's uh, higher tiers where you get full episodes of Squirt TV. So highest recommend. So what are you doing? Right. Press stop at the end of this episode. Listen to this episode to completion and then head over there. Yep. Well, Pat, we definitely did it. This was a classic episode, I believe. Mm-hmm. Chock full of knowledge, chock full of so much. Yeah. And I'm exhausted. So well, what were you going to say? I was going to say until next time. Oh, well, you're going to jump the gun. All right. I, you started I, off. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just, I'm so amped up by the important work we're doing. But yes, until next time, we'll, we'll smell you at the, the box, box office. office. Nailed it. Nailed it.